My life was a slave to heroin and it eventually landed me in jail where I had an encounter with the living God. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Now, lately, we've been talking about how drug addiction has a romanticism about it, where people literally fall in love with the substances, almost like it's a person or a being. But did you know God can literally deliver someone from this unhealthy love affair with these substances? And in our last show, Joshua Zatkoff described how he had a lot of depression growing up as a young child, but there was a lot of pent-up pain and lack of zeal in his life until he discovered mushrooms, marijuana, painkillers, and he ended up having that love affair with heroin. He described the highs of heroin in detail, but then also contrasted that with the withdrawal symptoms and how unbearable it was of the pain he would go through. Today, he's going to share with us how this landed him in jail and how he encountered a real God that he says set him free from drug addiction. Joshua, welcome back to the show. Hi, how are you doing? Joshua, I'm doing good. So glad that you're here, and I'm so glad that you're no longer in this horrific cycle of drug addiction. But going back to it, what we last talked about, I understand that heroin was so addictive that you were willing to do anything to get your hands on it. Describe why this drug drove you to start doing crimes? Well, I think it just brought it to a level of existing, living and surviving. When you take a drug like that, it's like being wrapped up by a python. It's just sucking the life out of you. And in order to let go, you have to press the button at once. And every time you press that button, it ruins another aspect of your life. And so if I wanted to make money, if I wanted to get out of bed, I had to press that button. And so it's just what I had to do. I tried to feed the you know addiction by having jobs, but at some point you lose the jobs and you lose the connections, you burn bridges and you can't quite make enough money. You know, the habit starts getting more and more expensive and you're spending, you know, hundreds of dollars a day to try to maintain this. Oh man. I can think of one time in particular that, you know, I was sick and I wanted to try to get something and I tried not to get into legal trouble as far as stealing from stores or, you know, loved ones and stuff. I tried to keep some level of integrity and stuff, but but one particular time I had robbed a coworker at gunpoint wow. to get his weed so I could, you know, sell it or trade it for heroin. And those are things that wow. weren't who I was, but I was doing them to get what I needed. Wow. Now I understand there's a moment that you overdosed on the heroin. What happened? So I had an overdose in 2017. I actually had five or six overdoses on heroin. Two of them I was hospitalized for. And the last one ended up in jail. I ended up waking up in ambulance and I ended up waking up and going to jail. But you had an experience when you overdosed, something like a spiritual one. Tell us about that. So I actually had an overdose in the woods. And in this overdose, I went out, overdosed. When I came to, it was like I was in another world. It felt more real than this world. And I was in a hallway with demons on the left side of me and demons on the right side of me. And I was confused and I was following one and I didn't know why. I was just looking around like, where am I? 
And before I knew it, we had approached this big door. And when we got to the door, the demon had his back to me and it said, one more step, you're almost there. And then it turned around and looked at me with this big, ugly grin, this ugly looking demon. They were all laughing at me and like I was part of a joke I wasn't aware of. And when it said that, I said, oh, hell no. And I turned around and I woke up from the overdose in a giant pool of sweat. Oh my gosh. So almost like a near death experience you had. And at this point, you know, you know, you're in trouble. How did you eventually get set free from this drug addiction? I understand you had an amazing encounter with God. Yes, 2017, October 28th, I had an overdose that landed me in jail. And I sat in the holding cell in Suicide Watch for five days, just thinking my life was over, going through withdrawals. It was Gosh. probably the lowest, most agonizing like time of my life, and I was crying out for Jesus. About a week later in the jail, I went to a program called the Mind Dorm, which was a Christian faith-based program inside the jail. And in that program, I began to just really seek God. I began to read my Bible. I began to open my heart to the possibility because I was just desperate at that point. I had tried everything. Mm. And so I said, you know what? I heard a voice one day say, why don't you just try? And I began to just read the Bible. I began to try to pray. It just began to increase. And it started to become real and I started to be transformed. And next thing I knew, it was just like I was experiencing peace and joy for the first time in my life. Wow. So basically, your encounter with Christ was very much almost like a love affair. Yes. It was like when I started to call on the name of Jesus, I started to feel an extreme level of joy And it reminded me of how I felt when I did the first shot of heroin or when I did, you know, these drugs, except it felt so clean. It felt like it filled every part of my body. Like drugs always had this nasty, like aftertaste to it. It didn't feel pure. Mm -hmm. It was like putting a little bit of mud in your water or something. It was at the bottom, but you could still drink the water. It was like, this was so pure. It felt like there was no shame with it. There was no downfall to it. It was just pure and it just kept filling me and filling me. And I became obsessed. I became in love. Joshua, that's amazing. Now, how did coming to know Christ answer your need for the heroin? Because there was a real need there with that addiction. So I remember one day a speaker had came into the jail and I was telling him, I said, you know, I'm an addict. And so that makes me sin all across the board. Like I'm not struggling with just one sin. Like I don't know what to do. I can't help it. And he looked at me and he said, you are not a slave. You're free in the name of Jesus. He said, you're free from addiction. He just spoke it. He didn't even pray. He just spoke it. And I remember he said, I'm going to come back next week. I want to hear the testimony. And at the time I thought I'm in jail. How can I know? But, you know, I would drink coffee all day in jail. Mm -hmm. And next thing I knew the whole day had passed and I didn't have a cup of coffee. And I just kind of accepted it. And I said, wow, I'm really free. And so what happened was when I got born again, I was so aware of the fact that my sins were forgiven, that my whole life was forgiven. And I knew all things had become new. And so for me, what happened was I said, I don't have to be this person anymore. And what was missing so much from my life was purpose. Mm -hmm. And so Christ gave me not only a purpose, but he gave me a plan and he gave me the grace to carry it out. And so once I realized that all my spiritual needs were met and not only that, but that he had healed me from so many wounds and filled all these holes I was using drugs for, I realized I had no reason to connect to those. There was no use for it in my life anymore. Wow. Let me ask you a question. Since you know, how would you compare your experiences with God as a Christian versus those spiritual experiences you had with mushrooms in the past? 
I would say one of the biggest things is that my experiences with walking with God brings life to the things around me and the drugs and mushrooms only brought death. Mm -hmm. That was probably the most, you know, black and white way I could explain it. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I would realize that everything that God was teaching me was leading to more life. And it was also accompanied with the grace to carry it out. Whereas with the mushrooms, it was showing me stuff. But then I didn't have the power to do the things it was showing me or telling me to do. Wow. And so that was one of the biggest differences. Wow. You also said something that the mushrooms lessons were redundant. But what about being a Christian? Do you find that there's much depth in the revelations you would get from your relationship with God? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's scripture that I've had about 25 different revelations on, you know, two, three line verses that have meant something different. And four times a year, God reveals a new layer to them. You know? So it's always evolving. Wow. So it's like everlasting. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, I understand you had a love affair with marijuana in the past. Now, how does your relationship with God compare to that? Very much a love affair is very much a first love of everything else just kind of fading away. And I think when I first started to realize that God was interested in knowing me personally and he cared about things, you know, I had this view of God as being far away. But once I understood that he was actually intricately involved in my life, mm. everything else was like, it kind of just didn't interest me. You know, it was like everything went away and all I wanted to do was seek him. And wow. he just kept rewarding me and kept showing up and loving me. And I knew that there was eternal value to that. And everything else kind of took a back seat after that. Wow. Now, how long have you been set free from the drugs of your past? So I've been free since October 28th, 2017. Wow. So many years at this point that you've been set free from drugs. And I understand that God has redeemed your future and your present life today. Joshua, God truly has changed your life so much. Your story inspires us to truly have that love relationship with God and that we can truly know Him and be known by Him. The way you describe your faith is contagious, my friend. It makes me want to go and spend time with Him now. So Joshua, thanks so much for joining us. You truly have blessed us. Of course. Thank you for having me. Hang on. Let's talk about how to know Jesus like Joshua describes right after the break. My friends, this is Evangelist Anlay, and I have a huge heart to study how Jesus is working in people's lives today and how he can change the lives of so many more. Will you partner with me to get this show on another radio station in a different state? Together, we're learning and demonstrating that Jesus is alive and touching lives everywhere. Help us to get out the good news. We're looking for monthly giving partners from $5 a month to $100 a month. Anything helps. You can learn more about this by going to AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at AwakeningTheNations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's AwakeningTheNations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Honestly, you may be wondering, how can this be that someone with a deep heroin addiction can suddenly be addicted to spending time with God and being truly fulfilled? It doesn't make sense to some. But look, like, look at this. He was dependent on something physical. And normally to get set free from that, he would need another physical thing to replace that, right? But instead, he turned to something that you can't see with your eyes. 
which is an experience with Jesus Christ. You can't see that. But he was able to replace his addiction with Jesus. This should tell us all something, that Jesus is real. Jesus was able to fulfill him truly. And he could get set free from a heroin addiction. This is impossible, guys. But this brings this verse to light. And it means something totally different when I listen to Joshua's story. In John chapter 4, verses 13 through 14, Jesus says, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. You see, you can't see that fountain that Joshua is drinking from right now. But obviously, something is there because you just can't quit heroin like that. That living fountain is living inside of Joshua and can live in anyone who Jesus gives that to. But you have to receive him. So Lord Jesus, I'm praying for the person who's saying, I don't have this fountain. I need this to change my life. So Lord God, we come to you. Jesus, we want to drink of the water that you have to give us. We accept that right now. Right now, we just spiritually receive this so that we can have life flowing out from us instead of always trying to get it from the outside in. We receive this right now in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.